the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed the last month without my press conference featuring our worried governor. Today, Mike DeWine returned to the podium, and I will give him credit. He did a much, much better job than our finger-wagging public health officials from Columbus and Franklin County and our esteemed heads of hospitals yesterday in their lecture to all of us about COVID. But I don't know. Kind of curious where you are with the governor of the state of Ohio today. I think he takes a political risk every time he comes out and talks about COVID because this is one of those issues that I have become extremely sure you've made up your mind. You're not really open to changing it. Uh, Those who have been vaccinated, good for you. Those of you who have not, I assume you have your reasons. I have mine. Yours may not be the same as mine. It may be different. My opinion of your reasons doesn't matter, just like my opinion, your opinion of my reasons doesn't matter. So I'd be curious to know, when Mike DeWine says Delta is so contagious and so dangerous, and you must get vaccinated because we have... Two Ohio's, a vaccinated Ohio and an unvaccinated Ohio. You know, you know who he sounded like to me today? He sounded an awful lot like Joe Biden. And I just as a matter of course, if I were a governor able to run for reelection and probably desiring to run for reelection, would just do everything I could not to sound like a doddering old fool inhabiting the White House. Never been a political consultant, not trying to play one on the radio. That's just my opinion from this chair. But welcome to a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I would love to talk to you today as the uh, fear-mongering is mounting. We are getting mask mandates. We are getting public health officials saying they wish they could institute a mask mandate. We are getting numbers about people who are infected with COVID, and we are getting numbers on people who are hospitalized with COVID. What we are not getting so far is a mounting death toll, and I certainly don't want one. I wonder if you are watching that, and that is what is keeping you from going in and getting jabbed. If there is a hesitancy on your part because... The vaccines are still approved only for emergency use. Or if it's gotten to the point that you've been cajoled, lectured, 
ordered, begged, and every other action under the sun to get the vaccine, that you're just tired of hearing it. And you've tuned it out. Our number is 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. Good for Mike DeWine today that he did not tell us that we are morally deficient if we do not get the vaccine. That one still chafes me coming out of the mouth of Dr. Makisha Roberts, Columbus Public Health Commissioner. She owes all of us an apology for such a ridiculous statement as that. Uh, I have not yet quite gotten the taste of condescension out of my mouth from uh, the other doctors who joined her yesterday. Dr. Rustin Morse of Nationwide Children's, uh, who insulted all of our intelligence by saying that we it boggles his learned mind that we will not get the vaccine. Um, many other doctors there also took shots, but Dr. Morse took the cake for his uh, talking down to us. Uh, I got a couple things today that I thought were very, very interesting. For a long time... I have lauded the position of Dr. Marty Macari of Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. And Dr. Macari today, in a story for U.S. News and World Report, gave some numbers on natural immunity based upon those who've been infected with COVID and recovered and cited an Israeli study that rates natural immunity 6.7 times more effective than immunity gained from vaccinations. I thought that was very interesting. Also today, uh, 538.com, which is a site uh, run by, masterminded by Nate Silver. He is a... Nate Silver is a pollster, but he's also, I would say, a statistical analyst. He takes a very uh, numbers-oriented approach to things. He's gained some degree of fame in the past for his election analysis prior to an election. Uh, 538.com today, Nate Silver says, Americans fall into five groups. And I don't know, I'd quibble probably slightly with some of the percentages in his groups, but I'd like to get your reaction to which group you fall into or what you think if he's overstating or understating the membership in each group. So here are the five groups that Nate Silver of 538.com bases his, well, as the result of his analysis of um, Americans and their attitudes toward Vaccines. He says 25% of Americans have had the vaccine and are not ready for the country to open. They are all about shutting down schools, wearing masks. They're vaccinated. I would say my take on these people is they are fearful. They are white-knuckling their own mortality, and most of them would, if not all of them, would occupy the hard left. 25% of Americans. Group B, uh, he says they are vaccinated people. They don't want to lock down the country, but they are scared. 
of Delta and still scared of COVID. He rates that group as including 30% of Americans. Don't want lockdowns, but they are vaccinated. Group C, people who are vaccinated, but really skeptical of more lockdowns. They're over the pandemic. They're ready to be done with it. They want to get back to normal. He says that's only 15% of the people. I think that's a lot more than that. But let's go with Nate Silver's 15% because we're working toward a point. Group D, he says, are unvaccinated Americans. They oppose all lockdowns and restrictions. He says 25% of the country belongs to this group. 25%. My guess is these people, I know a lot of people like this in western Ohio, uh, in the area where I grew up, in the area where a lot of... uh, Schools are ready to open and athletics are ramping up and they're rural Trump voters and they want to get back at life. They're not afraid of a virus. They've made their choice. Most of them may be, in fact, in this group, 25 percent, he says, unvaccinated, opposing restrictions, ready to get back to it. And then finally, Group E, unvaccinated people who are in favor of lockdowns. Now, I think this is a small group, and so does Nate Silver. He says it's only 5% of Americans. Who would be in this group? Maybe your, I could think, inner-city African-Americans. They're skeptical of vaccines because of what they've heard over time about medical experiments on the black community. But they're not ready to get back to it because they're scared. 5%. Okay, so what do we know from this group? Group A, 25% of the people. Group B, 30%. Group C, 15%. Group D, 25%. Group E, 5%. When you add up groups B, C, and D, 30, 15, and 25, that's 70% of Americans. The one thing they all share, they're all against lockdowns. They're all against mask mandates. They're all against masking in schools. 70% of Americans. I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. Yet all the public health officials are telling us, got to mask the kids, got to mask them, got to mask them. So Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins had a lot to say today about kids and masks and vaccination success and natural immunity. And I'll share those thoughts from Dr. McCary with you next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Toby weighs in via social media on the governor's press conference today where he said there are two different Ohios. Well, you can hear it for yourself in Mike DeWine's own words. We have two Ohios. We have people who are vaccinated who are very, very safe today. We have people who are not vaccinated who are not safe. And they are more imperiled because of this Delta variant. Okay. So he says we have people who are not vaccinated, who are not safe, and they are more imperiled because of the Delta variant. Uh, I'm going to try to stick to exactly what he said as I tear it apart. Uh, I mean, analyze it. I don't mean tear it apart, although I'll let Marty McCary from Johns Hopkins give you his view, and I think you'll agree he's kind of tearing it apart. But uh, first, as I said on social media, Toby says, when it comes to handling the COVID crisis, Mike DeWine has been much closer to Gretchen Whitmer and Democratic tyrants 
than to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. At this point, with vaccines readily available, government needs to get the heck out of the way and just let people make their own decisions. I totally agree, 100%. So, are people more at risk with the Delta variant out there if they're unvaccinated? Yes, but only if they are people who are unvaccinated and have not had and recovered from COVID. Don't take my word for it. I base my opinion on that of many studies. You can find uh, a link on my Twitter to a story uh, of Full Measure News tweeted from the account of independent journalist Cheryl Atkinson, where she cites many, many studies. There's one out of uh, Washington University in St. Louis. There's one out of Emory University and one out of the Cleveland Clinic. Now, what is interesting about this Marty McCary column on U.S. News and World Report? U.S. News and World Report is famous for lists, right? Top 50 colleges in the U.S., best places to live on the East Coast, best hospitals. U.S. News and World Report does a list of best hospitals. The Cleveland Clinic is number two on their list of best hospitals in the U.S. So I would think a study from the Cleveland Clinic would have a certain degree of veracity that we should pay attention to. So let's pay attention to it. As Marty McCary, the doctor from Johns Hopkins, writing in the U.S. News and World Report, will cite a study from the Cleveland Clinic here momentarily. But first, let me read from what he has to say in his column. He's talking about this move toward mandatory vaccinations. And he says, I have some concerns about the two-dose vaccine regimen for young people. If you're vaccinated, it downgrades COVID infections to a mild seasonal virus, one we must learn to live with for years to come. Does it sound to you like our leaders are aware of, accepting of, that COVID will be around for years to come. It does not sound like that to me. It sounds like we've gone from 15 days to flatten the curve to no one can ever get infected ever. No one can test positive ever, period. By the way, Mike DeWine today cited viral load. And if you go on the CDC's website, it says viral load should not be used as a measuring stick of degree of infection or ability to transmit the virus to others. It says that on the CDC's own website. If only they would call on Jack Windsor in these press conferences, because I'm sure Jack would answer these questions. None of the other reporters seem uh, prepared, equipped, or willing to do so. Quoting directly from Marty McCarry's editorial on U.S. News and World Report, those who choose not to get vaccinated are making a poor health decision at their own individual risk. They pose no public health threat to those who are already immune. Okay, so all you people who are vaccinated and are freaking out, I don't want to be around somebody who's not vaccinated. They pose no threat to you. Marty McCurry makes a good point. He says, would we be so stern toward people making similar or worse health choices to smoke, to drink alcohol, or to not wear a helmet when riding a bike or a motorcycle? Over 85,000 Americans die annually from alcohol, yet we don't have the same public health fervor or requirements to save those lives. And I would add, people who drink drive drunk. People who drink lose their temper, lose their 
judgment, lose their decorum. They pick up guns. They pick up knives. They pick up bats. They use their fists. Who's more of a threat to you? Somebody who has COVID, if you're vaccinated, or somebody who's drunk and disorderly? Back to Marty McCarty. Let's encourage vaccination rather than activate the personal liberty culture wars that result in people becoming more entrenched in their position, in their opposition. This is a very important point. There is a force at work in our politics today. Joe Biden is falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Every time Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says something, Joe Biden reacts to it. And I'm glad he does because Joe Biden raises Ron DeSantis's national profile every single time Biden punches down. I don't mean that Ron DeSantis is beneath Joe Biden. I mean that Ron DeSantis's position is not as um, important governor of Florida as president of the United States, leader of the free world, asleep at the switch, though he may be. So Joe Biden is not only putting Ron DeSantis's name in the news, but when Ron DeSantis's name in the news, the job Ron DeSantis has done on COVID is also put in the news. And Ron DeSantis has done a very good job on COVID. Now, if you're a lefty, you're sitting out there going, oh, but the Florida hospitals are overwhelmed right now. Why don't you tell the truth about the Florida hospitals? Well, here is a Florida hospital official from South Florida talking about the White House's assertion and the mass media's assertion that Florida hospitals are overrun with COVID. Is that true or is that not true? Our uh, ICUs last time around were running 40% of our inpatients. Right now we're down to 25% of our inpatients in ICUs. Other hospitals in South Florida are seeing even less numbers than that, between 15 and 20% of their patient ICUs. Hmm. Doesn't sound like they're overrun to me. Back to Marty McCarry in the U.S. News and World Report editorial. He says, the notion that we have to vaccinate every living, walking American and every newborn in order to control the pandemic is based on the false assumption that the risk of dying from COVID-19 is equally distributed in the population. It is not. We have always known that it's very hard for the virus to hurt someone who is young and healthy, and that's still the case. While vaccine requirements for healthcare workers make some sense, we would never extend those requirements outside of healthcare for, say, the flu shot. We'd simply say to the public, those who avoid the flu shot, do so at their own risk. And now we get to natural immunity. Marty McCurry writes, some people already have natural immunity, that is, immunity from prior COVID infection. During every month of this pandemic, he says he's had debates with other public researchers about the effectiveness and durability of natural immunity. Dr. McCarry says he's been told natural immunity, maybe it'll fall off a cliff, rendering people susceptible to infection. But here we are now, over a year and a half into the clinical experience of observing patients who were infected, and natural immunity is effective and going strong. And that's because, he says, with natural immunity, the body develops antibodies to the entire surface of the virus, not just the spike protein constructed from a vaccine. I've never heard that before. That's why natural immunity is better, because it produces antibodies for the entirety of the virus, not just the spike protein, which attaches it to you and makes it infectious. Dr. McCarry says the power of natural immunity was recently affirmed in an Israeli study which found a 6.7 times greater level of protection among those with natural immunity versus those with vaccinated immunity. 
He has more to say about this, and I will get into more of it. But uh, there is ample time for you to weigh in on this now. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. What do you, as a political strategist, believe the governor should do? Is he irresponsible if he does not continue to lecture us about the importance of getting the vaccine? Is there anybody out there in the state of Ohio, anybody you've talked to, who doesn't know about COVID? Who doesn't know there are vaccines readily available? Who doesn't know that the powers that be would like for them to get a vaccine, would love for them to get a vaccine? Is it necessary for the governor to harp on this or not?